WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Thank you for listening to 90.7 The Capstone. My name is Tanner Thompson along with Jalen Brooks and Connor Rouse. You are now listening to the student section. Today we're going to be talking exclusively NFL. We have a few interesting topics that we are going to bring throughout the rest of the show. But for now, I think we're going to start with our personal NFC and AFC pretenders and contenders. Does anybody want to start? I'll start it off, but first of all, I just Ooh. want to say it is good to be back. Oh my God! It's very, awesome. yeah. very it's good. It is so summer, good to be but back. But it feels good to be just having back on the radio, just talking ball, talking man. about what we love, I miss baby. talking about ball. If uh, if y'all uh, caught me in uh, the Friday student section last year, all I have to say is I'm doing quite swell. I just had to get that out of the way. <laughs> my, signature, my signature, my signature, yeah. my signature go-to. If you guys aren't used That's to that. Good. You're going to be hearing that a lot throughout this. <laughs> oh year, so no! Let me just get you excited for that. I'm not excited about but it. But to get back to your question and get uh, to kick us off, our contenders and pretenders. Where? What do you guys want to start with? The AFC or the NFC? Let's um, let's start with NFC. Let's do uh, NFC contenders first, okay. and then we'll do okay. pretender after. Well, it should be no question that I'm an Eagles fan, so obviously I'm going yeah. to stick with my Eagles and of yeah. course the 49ers. I mean, we saw the matchup last year in the conference championship game, but I think those are the two teams that the whole league runs through in the NFC. Absolutely, yeah. Although I am a little scared about some of these teams that I think are going underneath the radar. I think you could make a case for, like, the Giants. I think the Giants, right. I really love what they did in the offseason, adding Darren Waller. Um, that cornerback that they drafted, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, oh, uh, talking about the Giants? S- something Banks. Deontay Banks out of Deontay Maryland. Banks. He's, he's, a, he's good, yeah, man. He's I like Deontay Banks. Really good, so, yeah. um, I hate to say it, but the Giants are looking really good. And also the Commanders, too. You know, yeah. Sam Howell, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Sam I think he will surprise like people, but I still yeah. don't think that roster is ready for – that defense, you don't think that defense hits? I think that, no, I think the defense is good. It's just the running back room. It's a lot of I say good depth pieces, but there's no main guy. How dare you talk about Brian Robinson? Brian Robinson is a time. great short <laughs> short line kind of you know. Yeah, I love Brian Robinson. Yeah, he is, but he's not a he's not a three down I back. Yeah. yeah, I do like that wide receiver tandem though. I think it's McLaurin. an underrated. It's an underrated wide receiver. Yeah. Dotson gets Dotson is a little bit underrated, and I think he could really uh, really come out this next. I'm season. just worried about the O line. And then also Sam Howell. Sam yeah. Howell hasn't proved much. I mean, he came in, what, two games last year or, yeah. or one game? I think it was two he, games. He beat Dallas, so, I mean. But he, you heard Ron Rivera. He said he wished he had knew, known yeah. how good he was to start him early. That, yeah. And any coach would say yeah, that you're about right, you're that right. guy. <laughs> but, you know, Ron Rivera doesn't know. I don't think Ron Rivera is a clown, in my opinion. Ron Rivera is a clown? Yes. Take I just, those words out of your hey, mouth hey, right uh, now. Did, didn't, yeah. didn't, last year, didn't last year he say something about, oh, wait, are we eliminated from the playoffs after we lost? Oh, he, did he didn't know that. He didn't know that he's he was... He's focused on the team, man. He's focused on winning. So I'm just saying... He wants to he win every to, game. He needs to be more inclined to be aware of his, like, team. <laughs> he he said he was more he was more focused on the team, but started Sam Howell so late, and then said, should have started him. Should have started him sooner. So I okay, just, I just don't mean, agree with Okay, him. so a rookie quarterback comes in who was not... Who was taken in the yeah, third Carson round. Wentz. Carson Wentz. Taken in the third round. Beginning of that year, he's projected to go late first round. Which yes, is crazy. which is crazy. But mm-hmm. that whole that whole draft was yeah. just. Oh. Yeah. But um, but that quarterback goes in the third round, and he starts Carson Wentz, who is an NFL veteran mm-hmm. who has played for good teams and played a lot of good football. Obviously, not a lot of good football recently. Yeah. But he's played good football. Who are you going to play? The third round quarterback you well, just drafted. You see, th- or your this vet. is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. <laughs> We're starting into the season because I would have started Carson Wentz into the season as well. Right. But then he comes out and just lays an egg each yes. week, and it's at that point it's like I kind of have to make a uh, make a switch. I mean, you got Taylor Heineke, proven guy, da 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 da. Right. But he, at the same time, it's not like he did anything either. Yeah. The, the season was already gone, so I'm saying you should have started I mean, Sam Howell. You, know, you at like, least put him in. You didn't like Taylor Heineke's celebration after he beat the Eagles. <laughs> after a <laughs> terrible roughing the passer call, and he celebrated like he won the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh yeah, man, that's great. <clears throat> That was that was the easiest way to see the salty Eagles fan in him right there. <laughs> Mentioned one thing and said the BS pa- roughing the passer call. I used to root for him because he went to I think ODU. Oh yeah, and, you know that's Old Dominion. To, yeah, close close to home from where I'm Travis from. Travis Fulgham legend yeah. also from Travis Old Dominion. <laughs> for those four weeks for those four. Oh, those I weeks. love it. So, right, for my on. contender from the NFC, I'm also going to have to say the Eagles, oh, and God. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain. I know we have a rough 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 schedule this year. It's but be tough. I think I think we did end up getting better. We right. lost Javon Hargrave, great great 
leader on the D line. He forty right. ers out of all teams. Yeah, that, <laughs> I was like, really, but and then he has the audacity to say that the forty ers were the better team when he played for the Eagles. Like, what is going on? It's it's hey, whatever. Man, talk about somebody who's impartial. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think Jalen Carter will end up being better than Javon Hargrave. I feel like yeah. it's not like a hard thing to predict. I think he's in the right system with the right like leaders, like with right. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. He got his uh, he, he's got his friends Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, Nolan Smith to all hold him accountable. Right. I think he'll end up being the guy when time comes. Right. But you look at the the DC and the uh, offensive coordinators we lost. Shane Steichen, who I thought was a great Shane great, Steichen was so good. Man. He was so good. Yeah. He Development with Hertz, development with uh, Herbert. I think he's going to do great things in Indianapolis with uh, Richardson. Mm-hmm. But DC Jonathan Gannon, I will say he is you probably know. the worst head coach hiring I've seen Dude, in the last. Two I'm years. so glad you, you say that. I, it is such. It is such a <laughs> fire in your gut. It is the. Mo- I think it's such an obvious. Maybe. Maybe it's not, but I think it's a pretty obvious tanking move, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. that's we're gonna taking get, him. We're gonna and get into that a little bit later. But yeah, it's the worst thing because <sighs> it's a Super Bowl, and he's over here worried about his head coaching job and not trying yeah, to win a dude. ring. That's it's ridiculous. I will never have any any love towards <laughs> him ever again. So yeah, you or the Eagles front office. Yeah, yeah. I mean the thing, dude. And I'm not. I won't go too far into it. But with him in Philly. Despise. It was just yeah, it was spies and it was the most stock defense you've ever seen in your life because you had such an elite roster had, on defense. Literally, we had so much talent and we played this base like cover three, cover two. Exactly. We don't try to give up anything deep and we let everybody like get, you know, the short yardage, short yeah. stuff. And then he has the audacity to say, Why is Eagles Media or whatever coming after coming after us after we won? You allowed uh like thirty seven points to the Detroit Lions in the home <laughs> opener. Like that's not a good thing. Like yeah. you He's got to realize you can do stuff with your personnel when you have the personnel to do something. Yeah. You can't play these basic coverages and not blitz when you have one of the best D-lines who had 70 sacks without blitzing, which is impressive, I will say. <laughs> but you have Darius Slay, all-pro James Bradbury. You had C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You had Michael Marcus Epps, who was a good safety. You like a chip who came in and had some good plays. T.J. Edwards, Kazir White, who all got bags this offseason. Mm. And you're over here playing basic coverages. It's just It's gonna be interesting, but I like what they did in the offseason. Boy was my blood. The Cardinals. I think the they Cardinals. Made, like I like the draft picks. I like yeah. getting back. They got more depth and like more draft yeah, picks. Yeah, that trade mm-hmm. back and getting Paris Johnson well, that was yeah. that was a pretty that was, that was a, a really move. good move. It was a good um, move. I also yeah. think like I know I said we were gonna talk about it later, but I, I think it'd be kinda cool to just talk about it now to like kinda go into it a little bit. But I think what you're seeing is like you you can make the case that they are tanking and they're going for Caleb Williams, which is funny. Right. Because when they had the 11th overall pick way back when, they took Josh Rosen, and then the next following year, they got the number one they pick, took Ky- and it and worked. They took Kyler, and they and the t- the kind of the conversation around that was like, wow, what a ballsy move, but it, it worked. worked. It, yeah. yeah. So and here we are. Could be a little repeat of history going on. Yeah. Right Unfortunately, John Jonathan Gann is the leader of that, but <laughs> yeah. So I don't see much now. success coming from that organization anytime oh, soon. I don't either. So who's your NFC uh, contender? So my NFC contender is um, you guys are going to love this answer, but it's the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Who's their quarterback again? Um, it's going to be Brock Purdy, mm. and um, Brock Purdy is going to do everything that he needs to do for that offense to work yeah. well. The, the real quarterback of that team is Kyle Shanahan, if we're being completely real. The that choke, guy the is... The choke artist, Kyle Shanahan? The choke artist, Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, at boy. some point, you do have to look at his record. I'm not saying he's a choke artist. I'm not going to go that far. But yeah. I will say, like, the Falcons Super Bowl, right? He's mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator for that. Mm-hmm. And um, you look at all the times, like, he fell short. You got to start to ask yourself, like, is he a guy that can get it done? Regular season coach. <laughs> Regular season coach. Okay. I be the one to say it, but... <laughs> Regular season coach is a really funny phrase. It is very funny phrase. I don't know. I don't know if I can back that take at all. But um, I think Kyle Shanahan has cemented himself and remains a top. He's top two offensive coach in the league. I would say behind kind of the combination of Bieniemy and Andy Reid. I think mm-hmm. it's the only offense that designs a better offense than Kyle Shanahan. Okay. I think he's proved that over and over again. The 49ers were a elite team last year and don't get me wrong i know quarterback away from exactly and and talk about they were literally just not i want to say literally just a quarterback but talk about being a quarterback away it wasn't like they had um when that game came up when josh johnson came in it wasn't like it was you know there's somebody in there but you don't have that guy who's going to take him to the next level they didn't need a quarterback to take him to the next level they needed a quarterback yeah Yeah. just somebody who could throw the ball and that's what brock purdy brought 
And I honestly don't think um, Brock Purdy, he got a little bit overhyped last year when he was winning those games. But um, I really don't think that he gets the appreciation for just doing all the small things right, which I think is what Kyle Shanahan likes about him and wants to keep him playing, obviously letting go of uh, Trey Lance um, this offseason going to the Cowboys. But um, again, that is a weird situation. I'm not going to say that anyone did that right exactly because I don't I don't think anyone can for sure say who was correct there. Um, but I think he wants the guy who will do what he's asking will do it well. And he's not going to ask – he like he doesn't need a guy like Trey Lance for something like that. And that's why I say Kyle Shanahan, in a sense, is the quarterback of that team yeah. because – I see what you're saying. Yeah, and I think um, Brock Purdy doesn't really get the appreciation for the small stuff just because, you know, he's not top-end arm talent, athleticism, you know, things like that. But he, regardless, he stepped up and he played well. And I think he's going to play that offense in the exact same way. I think he's going to do his role, and I think they're going to be carried by the elite roster outside of the quarterback, which may still be, I mean, in terms of rosters in football, Mm -hmm. the Niners should still be considered um, top two, if not one. Uh, I in say my opinion. two, but okay. Behind who? The Eagles. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> oh, awesome. No, but the, the thing I was going to say about the Brock Purdy, I think Brock Purdy got overhyped because there's not enough film on him. There, there ever wasn't. Because you look at uh, quarterbacks who come in with these injured um, rosters, like Jarrett Sidham last year with the Raiders. Right. He came in the one week and threw for almost 300 yards. Right. So there's not a lot of film on this guy, so teams don't know how to play him. Right. And I think that's what happened until the playoffs happened. I know against the Dallas Cowboys, he didn't have a good game. He got carried yeah. by, by the defense. Then uh, the Eagles happened, and they decided <laughs> to put a backup tight end on uh, the Hassan Reddick, the second NFC leader in sacks. Yeah. yeah. Not the brightest decision by the second best offensive coordinator in the NFL. So I'm just saying. Yeah. But I mean, we're I, so- I do agree with what you're saying, but yeah. I just think I don't, I just don't like the move trading. The 12th overall pick, the 29th overall pick, the 101st overall pick, and the 29th overall pick for Trey Lance to just trade him for a fourth-round pick in 2024. I mean, yeah, we know that was a bad move. Yeah. There so. is, that's, that's not up for debate. We know that the Trey Lance move was pretty much – or was all bad. You can't predict injuries and then – Exactly. Like and that's all, the also – And also, for the record, Shanahan did not want Trey Lance. Shanahan wanted Mac Jones at three. Which still record. wasn't a great pick. It could have been. I mean, it could look have at been. what Brock well, actually, Purdy did. It could have Brock, been. Mac Jones is a souped-up yeah. Brock Purdy in my eyes. So, but the thing is, I also meant to say this: Kyle yeah. Shanahan, bad luck with quarterbacks and their injuries because right. the scheme he runs, the quarterbacks love to run the inside zones through the middle. You right. look at Trey Lance; he gets hurts. You get he get he got hurt. Brock Purdy, you know, backup tight end on Hassan Reddick, got the yeah. best idea. Josh Johnson, just. Josh Johnson, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just Josh Johnson. Respectfully, yeah. But every year it Still seems like J- Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt under his system. Yeah. Every year there's always a quarterback going down. So it's at some point you got to look at it. It's like sometimes he's got to change something so his quarterback can just maybe make it through a year. Yeah. I My only thing every is, year. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there's probably something. That's what CMC's for this year, though. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, so, like, I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, systematically, I think it's a little hard to narrow down mm-hmm. what causes a quarterback injury when it is not when a quarterback role in that system is not to put yourself in danger that much. Yeah. In the protection scheme, maybe a little bit because he gets really creative with where he puts guys, mm-hmm. who's pulling, whatever, um, what gaps someone's responsible for. He gets really creative with that, and I guess that could put the quarterback in danger. But even then, I still think that to say that he needs to change something to protect the quarterback, I think that may be a little bit of a reach. It's a little bit of a reach, but it happens every year. Every year. Yeah, but, but the thing is, though, Niners get injured every year. That's also true. That's my. That's kind of my argument, is that we see that happen constantly, whether it was Kittle or Bosa or Jimmy G. Or there was Debo. so many. Debo, there's so many injuries that happen. Kinlaw, way back Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think um, – I think roster top to bottom. It's a more. I think it's more of a top heavy roster than the Eagles mm-hmm. are. I think the is, Eagles yeah. are definitely deeper, but the top heaviness of that team is unreal. Mm-hmm. I think it is such a stacked team, and I think with a little bit more luck on their side for the full season, I think they could uh, really become a good team. And also with the film thing you said earlier, I'll make this quick. But um, with what you said about the quarterback film, um, with Brock Purdy. There are guys, and I know you, like, when it comes to film, there are guys like maybe your 
athletes and playmakers and things like that that you're gonna watch the film and be mm -hmm. like, oh, this guy likes to, he likes to move right when pressure comes or yeah. he doesn't step up in the pocket much, you're gonna do that. But with Brock Purdy, and, and again, the way that offense is designed, he knows where he is supposed to go I mean, yeah. no matter what. Like there isn't a whole lot of creative freedom for him when the play is starting. And so that's kind of why, that's kind of why I think that the film, that it is still a valid point, but I don't think it's as valid a point it, with Brock I, Purdy. I think more, it's more like the touch on throws. And how you yeah, can play like fair. the arm, the velocity, arm. and yeah. yeah, I understand. I think that. it's more like how, like you know, Nick Foles. It's yeah. all that stuff. I remember watching Hard Knocks when he was, when uh, it was the Browns. You had Michael Kendricks talking about Nick Foles likes to put a lot of air under his balls, right? So that could also play a role in just how he throws a deep ball or like how he does the you know velocity and the throw. That's why that's all I was trying to make a point about. No, that's fair. That's fair. Ooh, excuse me. Um, I think let's have, we have time for probably one more pretender before we go to break. Should we do pretender? The AFC? AFC pretenders. Well, Kinder on the same. Actually, no. Let's do NFC because I feel like, like yeah. We're, let's let's finish okay, NFC. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So do you want to leave it off? Yeah, I'll lead it off. Now, my a, my NFC pretender. It's it's not the 49ers, so you can just okay. But they've been getting a lot of like you know media recently talking about how they've been doing good recent years and they expect to right keep it up. It's the Vikings. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. think the Vikings. Absolutely. I mean, they lose Eric Hendricks. They lose Patrick Peterson. I know that's not that big of a loss, but they lose them, Adam Thielen. <laughs> they lose uh, Zadarius Smith. They lose a lot of these people. And you expect Kirk, uh, not, uh, Kirk Cousins to just take some step of faith and become <laughs> yeah. God. And then you have Justin Jefferson come out and be – Randy Moss times two and yeah. carry everybody. Kirko chains. Kirko, chains is Kirko dude. <laughs> Big Kirko. Yeah. I, I just oh, think man. there's there's no faith in the Vikings. Oh, I absolutely so. agree. Um, I honestly. It's interesting to see because this year we're actually going to see how um, um, their head coach mm -hmm. like really responds. Because I, yeah. I guess no one was kind of expecting the start they had last year. Yeah. Was in the kind of exceeded expectations, but I think this year is going to be a real test for them. Yeah. Um, but Dana, you were saying? I honestly, um, in terms of the Vikings, that since uh, – I think it makes sense to put this now. That was also my pretender. Um, I'm a strong believer in if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that the Vikings have gotten better. I mean, their most notable pick was Jordan Addison. Who I think yeah. is going to be a good player. I, but I do. It's, too, but it's too early. I think There's, also Brian Murphy was a really good sign, signing for them. That is true. They it's, needed it's good. They needed help. And now I was also going to make that point that they need so much help on defense. Yeah. Marcus so Dav much. Davenport could be really huge this year. You think coming, so? Coming into a sophomore season, I think so. Yeah, I'm not a huge believer in that uh, defensive line, dude. It's, I don't know. I don't think there's anybody on that team that's going to, you know, if it's third down and you need, you need to put guys in coverage and you need someone to go get home on uh, four sacks or get sacks, then I think you're kind of pushing it with anybody on that line. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there's a guy who can go do that, yeah. but yeah. I 100% agree with you guys. And just for my NFC pretender, I, you know, it's the Cowboys. Like same, the same reason you Rup. just said. Yep. <laughs> I don't have to go into it. They already know. Yeah. Let's, we, we'll talk about the Cowboys when we get back for just a little bit. But for now, we are going to go to break. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys in a few minutes. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Welcome back once again to the student section. You are now listening to our uh, continued conversation, I guess, of our pretenders and contenders of the NFC and AFC. I believe we left off with Jalen talking about the Cowboys as a pretender in the NFC. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have much to add to that, but like we all know, like, <laughs> It's, it's every year. It's we know. It's every year. It's the same thing. <laughs> you know, Jerry Jones is just now starting to figure this out. Like, it's kind of the same thing. And, like, yeah. he's, like he's already making moves. We'll get that into that a little bit later. Um, but same old story, like you said with the Vikings. You know, if you're not getting better, or you're, like, you're just, you know, they're stalemating. This just yeah. seems what, what's going on. Um, Absolutely. I literally think we've watched the Cowboys probably have – the best option of getting to the Super Bowl over the past couple of years, and they blew it because the NFC. I think everybody in the NFC East is going to be good this year, except yeah. for the Cowboys. Yeah, um, uh, maybe maybe like, Washington as well, but that's I like. It yeah. could be up for. I really like Washington, yeah. but like you know, we'll we'll revisit that a little. Washington will be taking a big jump. I think to Washington be will be a sleeper team. I think so. that's, yeah, that's what I and that's what I'm going off of. So that's fair. Um, but if you want to, I can give you my AFC contender. If yeah, you know let's let's run it. Yeah, let's do it. So. 
for the AFC, I think it's no choice, but, like, you know, I'm over the Bills. I think they're starting to enter that same conversation we just had with the Cowboys and the Vikings. Is this yeah. contender or it's pretender? It's contender or pretender? Contender. 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 Okay. So, oh, okay. Um, I'm not talking about the Bills anymore, so I'm okay. giving the Bengals. The Bengals, okay. I think, I think they're a little okay. – that rivalry is one of the best rivalries. It's so saying. fun, man. It's, it's amazing. so fun. The Chiefs versus Bengals, I think it's a great matchup every single time, yeah. no matter if it's the regular season. Every, well, I mean, even in the regular season, it feels like a postseason game. Yeah, Because that's how intense time. it is. Yeah. And, like – Big time plays after big time plays, and I just really think uh, Joe Burrow just went to that Super Bowl. He lost. He he wants he wants to get back. You know how uh, Mahomes lost the uh, um, lost it, and then he came back. I think it's the same thing that's happening with the Bengals. And okay. I think in the same way, like I mentioned with the NFC, it's the same thing going on with the Eagles. So give me the Bengals and give me the Eagles. Love okay, it. Okay, so my my contenders for the AFC okay are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why I is think your contender. Contender. So when you, when mind. we're when we're talking about contender here, I you're talking about like your favorite for the AFC, or you're talking about a team that just could be more of a I, contender than people think. I think that is a good question. Yeah. So I think they're already I think they're already a contender after how they finished the season last year. They almost right. beat the Chiefs. They did all this. They did that. I think they have a shot to be in the Super Bowl next year. I do too. That's actually I who think I have because under the radar team. Yeah, I think that's because you know coaching Doug Peterson. He's already done this before. He's done this with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence took a huge jump last year just right. with a normal coach. Now he has a wide receiver one. Yeah, Calvin Ridley. I think he's already shown in camp that he's been oh, the best receiver. Yeah, they've had. I think Evan Ingram, who had a great year last year, will continue what, what he story. did. Yeah, I think Travis Etienne is going to be a is going to be a great running back, and they also yeah. got Tank Bigsby, who I think will be a great you know like little right. ground and pound you know just change of pace kind of running back. I think Josh Allen and that defense is really going to take a big step. I just think that team has a really sneaky, sneaky way to get to the. Playoffs with you know the weak division with the Colts, the Titans, right? The Absolutely, Texans. Yeah. I think they'll easily win the division, and I, you never know. I think they could honestly make the Super Bowl next year. I think tr- I, right. we're also expecting Trayvon Walker to make a really big step. Yeah, number, number yeah. One mm-hmm. pick. I think a lot of people forget he went number one last year. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in um, if you when you're talking about a team that is you know Super Bowl contender and they're level, very young. Yeah, very very young. I think when you're talking about a Super Bowl contender team, I think having two edge rushers that can go get the quarterback consistently is huge. And that's why, like you're saying, Javon Walker needs to take a big step mm-hmm. because um, Josh Allen doing it by himself. I really just think in a lot of Super Bowl teams you see, to be able to get that pressure from both sides on the quarterback completely changes that yeah. offense, especially in today's game. It completely changes that defense. But overall, I, I, do, like the, I do like the Jaguars pick as a – I think I'm, I'm probably thinking about it a little bit more of a, as a sleeper than you okay. are than like a contender kind of like the question I asked yeah. earlier but um I do I respect that so so still. what's your AFC contender then my AFC contender is going to be the Baltimore Ravens okay I think I the Ravens that. are poised for a okay. really good season here um, if Lamar can stay healthy that that, is, that is, that's absolutely that's you know there's always no been and if Odell can stay healthy there's there can't be any more excuses from Lamar's no. side He's yeah. got his contract. He's got his money. They fired the offensive coordinator. Right. I think all the, all the tools, all the keys to this offense are in his hands. Absolutely. I, I, I do agree. I do. And I have that faith in Lamar Jackson. I think he's poised for a huge comeback personally. And, again, we know how good the defense is. We know that secondary is. Marcus Peters is gone, though. So that's Marcus Peters is gone. I still have a lot of faith in that secondary, though. I have a lot of faith in Marlon Humphrey and the rest of the secondary. Exactly. Marcus Peters was a good, was, was a he was good so, corner. He, he, was really, he was a really good corner, and he, and he brought a lot to that defense. But um, I think there's not a lot of teams that can match up on the Ravens as well um, compared to – because, again, the Ravens are a pretty unique team in terms of, I they guess, are. the closest thing – coming now is kind of the Bears and where they run mm-hmm. a truly 11-on-11 11 11 kind of football where the quarterback is just as much a uh, participant in the game as much as everybody else. And, again, quarterbacks are always participants, but, you know, they're not on as – On the ground as exactly. well. Um, in the run game, being 11, always having the threat yeah, of huge, anybody huge. can rush, and that gives you a true 11-on-11 scheme that is huge for a team. And – you know, teams don't deal with that as much in the league right now. I think, um, you know, when you're building a defense, I don't think you're building a defense to play the Ravens. Yeah. As a as a coordinator or as a GM, I don't think you're building a defense to play the Ravens. You're building a defense to play the Chiefs, Bills, um, you know, those high-power sling the, slinging the ball downfield teams. Um, but, yeah, I am, I'm pretty big on the Ravens. And, again, it is a – it's also kind of a sleeper pick. Again, it's not yeah. – I don't – it's not – they're not my favorite in the AFC. Mm-hmm. But I think they're probably top 
I think they're probably in my top three for the AFC. The thing that worries about, about their roster, I love their roster, and I love yeah. what they've done with the coaching, and I love how they got rid of their OC because their OC, I think, really held back he their did. offense because it wasn't very wide receiver friendly. So like he not. couldn't he couldn't get the weapons that he wanted. Right. But everyone on that team, I feel like, is extremely injury prone. You, yeah, got, you got Lamar. Lamar has been hurt back-to-back years. You got Odell, who had, had knee problems his whole career. Right. J.K. Dobbins, is he going to get back to his healthy sure self? So. The whole running back room, you could say. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, literally, what was it, yeah. two seasons ago, one season ago, that almost the whole running back room mm-hmm. got injured? Yeah. Like, but yeah. So it's I agree with you. It's just we like we need them to stay healthy. Oh, there it is, a, it is definitely a volatile team. I think if the, everybody stays – I'm not everyone's going to stay healthy. That's yeah. just not how football goes. But if – the major players there stay healthy. Um, I think Odell can come back and he can be a really good um, receiver. Again, people doubted him when he went to the Rams and he in that playoff run still on a bad knee. Was apparently. do what? Apparently still on a bad knee. Like you know, yeah, he just, was a fool yeah, exactly. Like, but he was still such a contributor yeah. for that Rams team. And I'm a big believer in say Flowers. Zay Flowers is he I has caught my eye. Yeah, that I think guy, he's the second best receiving rookie out of the draft this year. Probably, I think he just moves. Quentin Johnson is number one in my opinion. I think that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Hot. I mean, gonna I be, think that's going to be Justin like Justin's boiling favorite target this year. Boiling hot take. I, I think Quentin Johnson will be the guy. You think so? Mm-hmm. I'm. It's interesting. I, like I Jackson. do what? I like Jackson, the receiver out of C- the Seahawks, Seattle. Jackson Smith and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, 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 JSN. Just, just say JSN, bro. That's the yeah, yeah, JSN, yeah. yeah. JSN. That's my favorite way. Yeah, but I think he's I think he's confidently better than Quentin Johnson. Um. But obviously, they're two different players. Yeah. Serve two different roles. I honestly, this is a little bit off topic, but I do think that JSN could have a really good season really fast. I think he fits into that. Especially at number three. Yeah. And that wide receiver room is just perfect now. It's good. DK as your textbook X wide out, then Mm -hmm. Lockett as your deep threat, and JSN as your slot. I think that's a real. That's really good. That's like, in terms of fitting stereotypes as wide receivers, that's like probably the most perfect setup in the league. But, um, But yeah. That Who's is your my, uh, pretender. My pretender for the AFC. Um, oh, mine was the uh, mine was the. This may be a little bit of a reach for a pretender, but I don't, it's only because I hear a weird amount of hype around them. But it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Yeah, I I I get that, but I, also at the same time, I like. I feel like it's one of those seasons because Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. He's oh and no. So and I just feel like this. They're gonna have a healthy TJ Watt this year. Right. They finally. I think. I think Kenny Pickett's gonna have a great year this year. Yeah, like I think he's gonna have a, definitely a better year. I don't know if he's gonna have a breakout. Like, whoa, it's Kenny Pickett. Like, <laughs> I think he's gonna like definitely take a couple steps ahead. But yeah, um, there was the running the, back room. The I, running back room. I like Najee Harris. Yeah, I do. O line, it's like O line. <laughs> yeah, receiving core. George Pickens. You're wait, wait expecting George Pickens the, is the best wide receiver in the league. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, I'm, my I love those videos. My so AFC funny, pretender. Y'all might not like this. Oh, I. Oh, no, we're on the same page here. It's Anytime the Kansas you, City Chiefs, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why, dude. The Kansas City Chiefs. I know it sounds crazy to doubt Patrick Mahomes. That's because it Reed, is. It's because it is crazy. But there's a lot of turmoil in that locker room with the Chris Jones situation and him not of, of him holding out. You know, there's you know trade rumors going around. Are they gonna trade him? Right. I think that's a huge part of the defense. You know, what he had 15 and a half sacks last year. He's a deep boy candidate, man. He literally. 15 and a half sacks as an interior guy is. It, nuts. It's crazy. So I'm saying so good. that defense was so good because he was able to get pressure all the time. And, you know, it made everything easier for the DBs. It made everything easier for the linebackers, all that. Right. Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee off to a slow start this year. That's pretty sure that's going to hurt the offense a little bit. They have no wide receiver one. Right. Marquez Valdez Scantling, Sky Moore. Like, okay. I think that team, I'm not going to say they're going to be bad. They're still going to be, you know, in the contention for the Super Bowl. But I think people are giving them too much credit right. for how the offseason has been so far. Gotcha. And I kind of just want to add to your point. Like, yeah. I'm I'm on the boat with you on the Chiefs. The only reason I say this is because, like you said, Chris Jones is going to be – it's going to be out to, like, what, week eight, I think I'm, we're hearing. And then also the guy who's going to be taking his place, Tershawn Wharton, he's just coming off of ACL injury off of last year. So he's going to be kind of slow to uh, slow to go. And then now they're going to have a couple rookies like Keandre Coburn and some old, old veteran players like Neil Farrell. But it's, they're no Chris Jones. Like, now, not, not now <laughs> I will say if Chris Jones gets his contract settled, settled, like, you know, he's – actually going to play, they're off the list for pretenders. That's all I have to say. All right. And, like, also, just to add, just, like, 
when when what Connor speaks to the right receivers, it's Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, who's like you know always battles with injuries. Yeah, and then Marquez Valdez Scandling, Justin Ross, who's a rookie. Or Rasheed Rice, I think that's his name. How you pronounce it? Yeah, Rasheed Rice, yeah. At an SMU, like, I think. I think so. Yeah. So you just look at these receivers, and they're all very young. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, and you got to, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I think, can make the most out of anything. But mm. at some point, you got to question, like, are these going to be, these guys going to be like, ready to take on more as, like, Travis Kelsey gets older and their vets get older? So I don't know. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin my rebuttal for this, uh, <laughs> for this part. Um, please, please. So the things I want to start with. One just for the this may this may be this may be this may be wrong of me to say, but for the sake of listeners of this uh, radio, both of the people who just talked are Philadelphia Eagles fans. Yeah, we're so fancy. that is we important. We might have a slight yes. bias. That is important. Now, but I'm gonna. So let me continue a little bit. I'm gonna say you might be hating a little bit. Maybe just a little I'm, bit. No, but, I'm I'm hating more on the 49ers and the Chiefs. I respect the Chiefs just right. because of Andy Reid. But right. All right. I mean, there so, might be a little bias with the Chiefs. One. Um, I think that Chris Jones ends up back in Kansas City. I'm pretty confident in that. I think it's, yeah. I think we've seen this situation a million times mm-hmm. where somebody is all they're unhappy. They're all they're going to go somewhere and they go back. I think that like happens so many times constantly. Where it does happen actually, where they actually do leave. So it's good point. You got me. You never know. <laughs> you got me. And I honestly am leaning. But, I want to say it's getting to that point. I really do. Um, that's fair. We'll see. That's fair. This is my hot take. And also. It's not that hot. We have <laughs> we have used every single doubt that was about the Chiefs last year. We I, have just recycled in the past five minutes. I had a I had them as pretender last year as well. So, yeah. so why <laughs> on God's green earth would you put him as a pretender again? Why not? I mean, I just, it, just, I it, just, just, it just looks I perfect. Just think, I just think like that Chris Jones thing is huge. And also, it is huge. It yeah. is huge. And also just like losing huge, Juju is also very yeah, big too. Saying, like, there's a reason they got Juju last year. It's just like I don't. I don't I don't believe in their wide receiving core. Isaiah Pacheco. 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 <laughs> Pacheco. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco, yeah. I, I think he's a tough runner, and I love him as a running back. <laughs> Definitely an upgrade. But we'll oh, we'll see what happens. But, like, yeah, I guess Yeah. I don't doubt Patrick Mahomes. So it would not not shock me if they somehow just, like, you know, do what the Chiefs do and make it back. But, uh, you know, I that, don't. That's what I'm like, I w- It wouldn't shock yeah, me. Yeah, because it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but at the same but time, it's like. This is, this is, ba- this is called backing off of your take. Is what I don't think it's going to happen. No, I'm still standing on my take. <laughs> I'm, I'm, they're <laughs> a pretender. They'll be yeah. out. They're, I don't think they're going to. Out? Out, out by the wild card. Out by like the that. wild card? Say, that's my say, hot take. Are we for real? That's my hot take. I'm going to go with division. I'm going wild card. No, actually, I kind of want to go with wild card, too. Jags versus. Chiefs wild card, and I think Chargers. They, Chargers they, might win the division. I don't. I don't. Well, I'm, okay. With that coach, it's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. Um, I, it's probably going to be divisional. I mean, dude, it's the. I mean, they are Super Bowl champs with, and they lost Juju. Yeah, but and Eric Bieniemy, and Eric Bieniemy, and Eric Bieniemy. Let, let, let's not just and forget. That is, like, that is absolutely a, legit. Um, Andy Reid is an offensive coach. He is. So I, he, you know, he had. A lot of control, but over Eric that Bieniemy also held it down. And I know what Eric Bieniemy brings. Um, I and I do think he's a huge factor. I really do. But when it comes to what we have said about the team so far, mm-hmm. um, like you talked about the receivers as well, we again we've been over that. And it's not like Juju was this electric guy who saved that team. But and also they added Rasheed Rice, who I his tape in college, his tape in college was good. Um, but he's not. He doesn't exactly move it for me. Justin Ross could be very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think those that. are two legit before, additions. Before those, before those injuries, he suffered from. Yeah, he was, he was legit. He was okay. balling, and I think those are two legit guys they added. And I don't think the team has changed enough to say that they're out in the wild card. I took it. It's divisional, 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 okay. divisional, divisional, divisional. The AFC is so tough, and I just don't. know. The I AFC do. is tough. The AFC is absolutely and, tough. And they, like depending on how long Chris Jones is out, and they use like they don't have home court. I mean home court. Home court. Home, home, court. Field. <laughs> home field advantage. Like I, yeah. I don't know, but we'll see. That's fair. I. They they've barely <laughs> won on some miracles for the past couple of years, and I just think it might be the year that that, that miracle doesn't happen. For I them. think they've won on miracles. Because of who that team is, though. Yeah, I mean, they won a miracle because of Patrick Mahomes, yeah, but then exactly. also it's just also miracles. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I, I, more more about the miracles thing. I think they won off. You said they won off miracles because of Patrick Mahomes. 
but they're still miracles. They're still miracles. I mean, like Tyreek Hill, thirteen seconds is not a miracle, but like yeah, I mean, like at the same time, it's like a wild it, play. Like, I mean, know, like, yeah, no, it's yeah. absolutely wild. And that yeah. in that game, oh my god, like that's yeah. an incredible one of the game. best games I've seen. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I think even just as a even if you take away all the reasonings we've named in the past however many minutes, I think saying that a defending champ is and don't get me wrong, it's happened before, but a defending champ that has um, their core being Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, who are the two best at their position in the league, and Chris Jones, who is probably the best defensive tackle in the league right now. Um, Who's not playing? Who is, who is? I think, <laughs> is probably going to stay on the team. Sitting out half the season, not going to be in shape when he gets back. Not going to be in shape when he gets be, back. Probably. Oh, man. I don't know, man. slow start, but we'll I, see. I, I, can, I see where you're coming from. I obviously disagree, as we have found. Yeah, but, um, we can get more into this when we come back from. Yeah, break. exactly. We can so. do, we can definitely do that. Is that cover our pretenders and contenders I in total? So. Yeah, we're we missing anything. We're not. That's all. Right. all. We're all good. Sweet. All right. In that case, we're gonna go to break for a few minutes, and um, we'll be back to talk about our holdouts, um, holdouts for the season. But for now, enjoy the break. <laughs> WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Welcome back once again to the student section. Hope you enjoyed that little break. We are now going to move into our um, holdouts for this season. And by holdouts, we're just talking about important guys on teams who have some contract issues, some disagreements with upper management, whatever it may be. Um, again, that are not quite signing a contract, and it puts that team in a little bit of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, who do we want to start with, guys? I think you should start it off. You know, you're a Panthers fan. You know. Oh, with Brian Burns. With Mr. Brian Burns. All right. Um, Madison. Before I say, it's a great superhero name. Brian Burns just rolls off the tongue. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just had to add, add that out Thanks, there. man. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, Brian Burns. Um, again, you know, he's been he's been a – when I say premier, I'm going to say premier is in like a top 10 edge guy. I think it's pretty easy to say Brian Burns top 10 edge defender. Um, he's, if you look at the numbers when it comes to sacks, pressures, he floats around like eight or nine in the league um, for this past year. And he also has improved every year. That is big. He start. I think year one, he had seven sacks, then he, or five, I think it was like five sacks, seven sacks, nine sacks, 12 sacks. He's literally improved incrementally every year. And mm-hmm. I think that's important to note. Um, and also with Brian Burns, um, you know, he's a 2024 free agent, so he's going to play this season. And you know what to say about contract years in the NFL. It could be it could be a, one of those things where he decides that he wants this contract and he plays for it like guys have done before. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out J- Josh Jacobs, one of the best contract year seasons ever. But um, yeah, crazy. But yeah, Brian Burns, he's improved every year. Um, he did not take as much of a step as I would have liked. Uh, this past season I thought that he would be better he was uh he was around again kind of 14th 15th in productivity just because um from a again number standpoint he was rushing a passer a lot obviously he's an edge rusher but um when it comes to payment though which kind of is the other half of this argument I guess he is 53rd in average salary among edge rushers which again looking at that you know, he's a top 10 guy, 53rd. Yeah, he should I, be. I absolutely understand where he's coming from with wanting to be paid, and I do think he should be paid. But. Um, and he's, again, 60th in total value just to get that number out. But um, already with the Panthers, he's making the most money, mm-hmm. most money um, from a total basis and from a yearly basis. He's making the most money. Panthers are going to be, I think, about third in cap space, something along those lines when it yeah. comes to the 2024 offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can do it. I think it's going to ride pretty heavily on what we see from him this year. I think the odds are he becomes a pre-elect. At least my ideal scenario is he becomes Hassan Reddick. Exactly. He ball. He becomes Hassan. <laughs> First of all, when Hassan Reddick was on the team, he was. <laughs> um, but regardless, um, Brian Burns. I think obviously a lot rides on this year. Yeah. He's not holding out, so he's not going to not play football for the team, which is very fortunate for mm-hmm. us because that would really suck. Part of me wants to think, you know. You know, you sign him to something now, and then he goes off this next season, and then you know now you're looking at a solid contract. From if I may add something, I think what's actually going on is I think, you know, if I had to take a guess, I think Brian Burns is 
He's waiting on that Nick Bosa extension. Yeah. And then that way he can see how much heat to go off of that. Exactly, yeah. That's a big uh, puzzle piece. Absolutely. But, it's but, funny how that works in the league with yeah. markets they all try and to by wait. position. And yeah. Christian Kirk just completely destroyed oh, the yeah. <laughs> supermarket. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, by looking at the numbers, like I said, you know, the pay and the play does not exactly line up. And – the Panthers, I really think we could afford to do it. And I do really like your point about Nick Bosa yeah. and seeing what goes with him because, you know, that is the chance to reset the market with yeah. edge rushers. It really does, especially him being a defensive player of the year, that could completely reset everything. But I don't really want it to because yeah. I want to, you know, next season I want the Panthers to be able to sign a good wide receiver because, you know, we have a decent core right now, but they're getting old. DJ Moore's gone now. DJ Moore's gone. And so now we're looking at Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. Terrace Marshall Jr., you know what Jonathan I mean? Mingo. Solid players, Jonathan but Mingo. you need the Solid future. players, but I think you want to get a guy for him. Oh, and you need sure, the guy. Exactly. If we're lucky, Jonathan Mingo turns into that. But I think he's going to be very I'm, I'm high on Mingo. He, I am high on Mingo. Um, he needs. I would love for him to take that step. If he doesn't, um, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but um, you know, T. Hayden's contract also goes up. I think the Bengals aren't going to be able to keep him. I, yeah, likely. I think he, he's, he's going to be I gone. think he'll be going, and the Panthers will be third in cap space. And I think – interesting. That's a good I prediction. really think that that would be an awesome be, pickup for the Panthers because awesome. I am a huge T. Higgins fan. Isn't – keep going. I want to okay. just make – But, yeah, I am – I do think he should get paid. I think the Panthers can do it. I am very pro Brian Burns getting paid. Obviously, like you said, that Nick Bosa deal makes it significant because if it turns out it has to be some crazy contract, then it will make me a little bit more hesitant. But as of right now, I do believe he should be paid, and I think he needs to stay in Carolina. Is there any part of you that wishes that the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers, accepted the L.A. Rams trade offer of two first-round picks? Because we know how valuable those first-round picks right. be. Do you remember what those years were for those um, picks? I want to say it was 2026 and uh, 2027, but don't quote me on that okay. at all. I, I can look it up right I'll now. Go. Okay. Those those are definitely valued picks because, you know, those, Ram, those Rams are going to be bad for a minute, yeah. whether they like it or not. Um I think <clears throat> Bennett though they have Stetson Bennett. They do have Stetson Bennett, dude. Oh, never mind. I take everything back. <laughs> um, I think they were right to hold out on that. Also, I think it shows Brian Burns that we care about him, that we right. want him here. And, and he's um, been speaking very highly of the Panthers since this whole absolutely, time. Absolutely, yeah. He's been there. And again, not a lot. I mean, honestly, not a lot of people speak poorly of the Panthers except for Cam Newton, his situation with Fitterer. That was, but that was, I mean, that was years yeah. ago at this point. But um, you know, it's a somewhat respected. Up organization and even as a GM, I think uh, Fitter is respected as just what he can do. He's made really good moves yeah, in this offseason. He really did a great job. Um, if there's anything we needed, it was weapons. And then he got us Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, and uh, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark just completely revamped the he, offense. He revamped it. So the trade was the Rams would give up a 2024 first, a 2025 first, and a 2023 second round pick for Brian Burns. Yes, yeah, so I was way off, but yeah, that's a. Man. That's, that's looking back at it now. Yeah, that's really that's really good, man. That is a really good trade. I mean, that is still tough. It, it's tough because you there's you make that trade, the Rams might not be, be as bad as they are now. Exactly. So, I and I really do think they'll be bad, but I think I mean, dude, edge rushers are so valued right now. So, like, they are yeah. so valued, and I think that's maybe why that you know. When you find it's tough enough just finding one, mm -hmm. and you know, to actually be on your team, harder. retaining him is even harder. So I think that's probably why they decided to retain him because they already know how hard it is to find a legit edge guy with how good play is in the league right now. But speaking yeah. of great edge guys, Nick Bosa, he's also holding out due to his contract. And even though he's holding out, I do think they're going to get a deal done before the season. It's agree, already, yeah. it's already like I feel like set in stone that. They're just working out the numbers now. It's I right. think I think it's gonna happen with with like soon at least. I think he's hundred percent gonna be back with the 49ers. I think I, we spoke about this a little bit before we came on mm -hmm. air. Yeah. Um, this is just what the Bosa family does. I mean, if you take a look back in history, when um, his brother Joey Bosa was drafted third overall in the twenty sixteen draft, he didn't report to camp, the rookie camp, until the end of the season, until right before the season started, because yeah. he was holding out for a higher rookie contract. So and even then, he already had the highest offer for a rookie at the time. So it's kind of like the same situation. We're hearing that he's already been offered $30 million per year, um, just a little bit under Aaron Donald's contract. But but we're, we're, we're waiting to see because apparently that's what they're waiting on because apparently he wants to be the highest paid. Now, I don't know if that's true, but uh, – but we'll see what happens there. He, I mean, right? he definitely deserves it. I think he does because, you know, coming off of DPOI 
and just everything he did last year. What did he have? Like almost nineteen and a half sacks, something yeah, like so, that. Yeah. So I mean, he still has so much on the table. He has a bright future. I think he'll probably be one of the best DNs or edge rushers for a long, long time. So Absolutely, yeah. I just think the way the market goes right now, it's kind of tough to pay somebody that amount of money, but I, he definitely deserves it. Yeah, and then my other guy was we were going to talk about, but we already, I feel like we said enough on him. Was Chris, Chris Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah we yeah. got into detail about him, but it's interesting to see what, what the Chiefs are going to do there. But, you know, Tanner, you mentioned earlier T. Higgins and that idea yeah. and how you said T. Higgins could be a perfect wide receiver one yeah. for the Panthers. Now that got me wondering, who are your favorite, who are the best wide receiver twos in the, in the NFL if you Ooh. had a – who, who's your favorite, and then like who's your like top three? I would say, I guess. Yeah, favorite so who's start, your top three. Start off, start off with top three, and then you go with your favorite. Okay, I think the top three is gonna be pretty easy, honestly. Yeah, I think we'll honestly all have the same top three because I think it's pretty undebatable. But I do think the one will probably be different. Do you guys want me to start? Is that where? Yeah, we yeah, can, should we all just go one, name a name and then go in order, or just name all three? Which I think really, we, honestly, we should just do all three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Keep it so yeah, confusing. I'm gonna say my three is Waddle, Higgins, Smith. Yeah, same. Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins, Devontae Smith. I'm well, pretty. I would like to make the case that Waddle could be number one this year. I would also agree. Yeah. Would also <laughs> oh, boy, oh boy, yes. oh boy, oh boy. I'm I'm, a, I'm pretty confident in Waddle being yeah. uh, the best wide receiver too in the league right now. But um, let's let Connor let's let Connor talk for a so, second, and we'll go from there. The thing with Waddle is, I think Waddle undoubtedly has like the best speed and that helps with all of the stats you look at his 75 catches 13 1300 yards you can't deny that you can't yeah but how much of those are like little like little dumps and he just runs straight does that he's make so him faster. a worse receiver it doesn't make him a worse receiver but i think being a better receiver just makes means more like well-rounded you, you, okay. So, like, Devontae Smith. I would say Devontae Smith would be my, my number one. No bias here, though, of course. No bias. Uh, none. No bias. there's been none so far. No, <laughs> none. But I'm just saying. No, not at all. The way, like, he, he has the best, like, route running out of this trio, I think, in my opinion. Right. I think T. Higgins can probably go get the ball the best, you know. Just oh, possession. in terms of going to get it, it's jump, absolutely T. Higgins, yeah. Devontae has proved that he can do that. Jalen Waddle really hasn't. He's just been like that one big play, like, you know, screen or just go. So it's right, right system. I think he can be that guy because he he can just run straight and blow by everybody like Tyree Kill. Right. He can get the ball and just make magic happen. But I think Devontae Smith is just the most versatile of the group. He can, if, if he gets the ball, he can, you know, shimmy, shimmy, go. But it's shimmy, like shimmy, go. The, the route running is there. The go up and get it. We saw him do that against Washington, and right. I just think Waddle might have the better stats, and he might, you know, he, people will make the case he's a wide receiver one. Right. I just think Devonte is the more is the best well-rounded receiver that you can see, and I would feel like okay. I would rather that as a wide receiver too. Okay, for me, I don't think um, I think in the league, especially now, uh, well-roundedness does not equal best in my eyes, especially yeah. with um, the existence of. Jalen Waddle's teammate, Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, in terms of well-roundedness, I don't think many people are saying that Tyreek Hill is the most polished route runner or the best, uh, you know, 50-50 ball winner in the league. But regardless, he is almost always top three. Yeah. Regarded. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that same thing goes for Jalen Waddle. Um, the way you said, um, you said something about him getting the ball <laughs> on screen plays and going to get a lot of yards that shimmy, makes him shimmy. a better player. Shimmy, shimmy go. That well, does not make him worse. I'm not saying it makes him worse. I'm just saying he it doesn't take away from the specific play for Do it what? to happen. He needs he, to be he in a needs specific, a specific play. Like a specific like I'm not saying like okay I sound like really bad right now. <laughs> I I will admit I'm just saying I think Devontae Smith just the way he can you know. Do everything instead of just do right. one thing really well. I think um, Devontae Smith is absolutely. And when it comes to skill, when yeah. it comes to just refined aspects of his game, I do think you have that argument. But um, I also don't think you can deny 13, 15 yards denying. and eight touchdowns. I'm not denying. I think that's huge. It's um, massive. And also, dude, like, it's when it comes, when you're watching football, man, it's just who's running past guys, who's, who is taking the ball the furthest. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's kind of the, that's what football is. Who is taking the football the furthest? And however you do it is up to you, but if you have a tool that works really well, like, I guess there's a better way to phrase this, but if you have one dimension, but it is a really good dimension, then that's all, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all you need. That's all you need. And so, so like, 
just for as a comparison, I assume you think actually I think this too, but Justin Jefferson being the yeah, best receiver. Yeah, I think in the Justin league. Jefferson is the best receiver. Let's talk about Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Who do you think is better of those two? Now yes. I would probably say Tyreek, but right. overall and career wise, I would give it to Devontae. That's probably fair. And that that's honestly those are two guys that that's a, that's a yeah. different comparison yeah. because yeah. Devonte Adams is <clears throat> yeah. on another level, but um, but it is kind of in the same thing though. That I, I bet if you look at the numbers, man, that Tyreek probably um on a has per better game, numbers I think probably has better numbers than Devonte Adams. Maybe not as consistent. Actually, probably definitely not as consistent. But I mean, what Tyreek Hill is capable of doing, and again, it's the plays. It's the what what you said earlier. The you got to have a play designed for you, I guess. But I think if you Again, like I said, if your dimension's the best, then it's the best. It is. And you're, that makes you better. I don't think you have to be well-rounded to be a better player. Obviously, there are scenarios yeah, that's true. I, but, but I just think he does everything so well. Like, right. he does everything so well. He doesn't have the speed as Jalen Waddle, but it's like— He doesn't have close to the speed I used to have, At all, close. I used to have this argument with my friend, like, DK like and, and Smitty, like, when comparing the two. Like, when DK first got into the league, like, you knew, like, he, this guy's an absolute, like, athletic freak. But at the same time— um, at the same time, when you look, take a look at Devontae Smith, like he could run every route in the book, like yeah. straight from the draft. Absolutely, but, but yeah. DK could not. But the reason a lot of people put DK higher than Smith is just because that because he's a freak. Exactly. <laughs> so I understand where both the conversations you guys are making. Um, but let me ask you guys this: Where do you guys rank Mike Williams or a Chris Godwin? I think they're just outside of the top three. I would yeah. probably say Mike Williams would probably be either five or six. Probably. Because he has the potential to be that, but there's a lot of on and off with him. Yeah. So it's one week he can go off for 181 yards, 11 catches, two touchdowns. Yeah. Another week where he goes three catches for 30 yards and no touchdowns. So it's yeah. just, it's up in the air. Yeah. Mike Williams is definitely, he's also a little bit one dimensional in this game. Yeah. Just in the send him up the sideline and, mm-hmm. and let him go get it, which he is really, really, good really, at really, really good at. He's really good at it. that one like skill set. Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I think I think the age of the guys that we're talking about also helps with their top three ness. Yeah. The fact sense. that these guys are on this level and they're all young in their three in their first three years, mm-hmm. no matter what. Around twenty five. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that probably helps their case and puts them above. But I would also agree with the Chris Godwin and Mike Williams that they're probably in the five to six yeah. range. They're right there. They're right yeah. there. I think but Chris yeah. Godwin was up there, but just injuries set him back a little bit and just yeah. being on the Buccaneers with Guess now Baker Mayfield's not going to really help him. So. Yeah. Hey, man, you never know. Yeah, dude, my hot take, well, we'll see what happens with the Mike Evans situation, but my hot yeah. take is, like, a, I think the Bucks are going to surprise a lot of people this year. I don't think they're going to be, like, make the playoffs. I'm not saying that, but I think they're going to be a team that, like, like gets five a, games. Yeah, like, get, gets a win every now and then or gets that upset win, like, yeah. out of nowhere. Like That's that fair. Monday Night Football win. Yeah. That just random win. Baker yeah. Mayfield's kind of a guy who's poised for one random game where he just – like the, uh, Rams out. Game the Rams game where he had two days like, of prep and he came <laughs> in and won. Well, the Browns versus Ravens game, like way back. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was against, a great like, game. That great duel against Lamar, which is yeah. crazy. Where Lamar had to like use the bathroom apparently or like something like that. <laughs> something, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> we, won't, we, won't, we won't speculate. Yeah. But yeah. All right. I think, do we feel good about our rankings of our wide receiver twos? I think so. I feel good too. I think Smitty and Waddle are honestly interchangeable for me. Yeah. That's but fair. I, I think just, I think we would probably somewhat agree. I think I think Waddle has the edge, but Smith yeah. is a confident too. I, I, yeah, I just like the versatility more with like the yeah, goal line f- fade to like the short. Not that's biased fair. at all, though. Not biased. Not at biased all. at all. <laughs> Not biased with all. All right, and with that, we are going to close this show out. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.